Bills Fan Podcast for August 29th, 2016. I'm your host, David Palermo. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan. I'm your co-host, Adam Deacon. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. And make sure you visit us at our website, NumBillsFan.com. That's where you can find all of our back episodes. You might be listening to this there right now. We have some articles up. Um, some links to some other great stuff that you know we we partnered up with our our buddy Eric Turner over at CoverOne.net, for instance. Make sure you check out his site. A lot of in-depth Bills videos there. Um, another thing to check out is we do a live show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on the Bills Fanatics Network, which you can get to on their Facebook page, which is Bills Fanatics BF on Facebook. So go ahead and check that out. It's a great time. Dave and I, like like I said, we're live. We're interacting. You can comment. You can call us an asshole. You can tell us that we're great. Whatever you think. We try to keep it a little bit different than the podcast. So if you've listened to our podcast, it's a totally different style because we actually get to interact. Over here, we're giving you the info like usual. You found us. But other than that... Right. I mean, this is great because... We give you our take, then you give us your take, and then we give each other our takes on our takes. Sometimes just rail off on a train of thought and realize maybe that was too much, you know. um, I don't know. Just lost my thought. Yeah, it it happens. It happens, but again, check that out. People assume we do something, so we we just let it go. Yeah, check it out. Wednesdays at 7, we pop the cameras on. And smile nice for you. And don't forget, Bills Fanatics BF. Also, check them out on their Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. All the all great info, great cutoffs, along with our boy Eric Turner at CoverOne.net. Eric has the best, most in-depth things you could ever see for Bills coaching, etc. Yeah, yeah, film breakdowns and and, and you know just explanations of. Of the uh, X's and O's, if you will. Right. Also, our recent podcast, we had Nate Geary on from WGR 550. Please tune in to him. He's a couple episodes back. He also does a wonderful Facebook Live uh, show on Sundays usually. Yeah, we got got a nice lineup with the Bills Fanatics Network. We're very fortunate to be a part of that. Um, But we have another big announcement. Another. Another thing that we're very, very fortunate to be a part of. Uh, Dave, why don't, why don't you go ahead and break the break this one down? I don't know how to say it without smiling and and yelling. I am Sparta around yeah. the house right now, but like, I had a phone call today with uh, one of my favorite comedians in the world, Sam Tripoli, and um, really, we Numb Bills fan podcast will be now a part of Punch Drunk Sports podcast network which is found on punchdrunksports.com if you do not know what that is probably well first of all go go there now punchdrunksports.com go find out 
Yeah, so essentially, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and most of them come from something called Death Squad. It, it's kind of a thing of a bunch of comedians with podcasts, and a lot of them have deep thoughts, and a lot of them I, I was introduced through the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and, and frankly, these guys have helped change my life. Without them, this podcast wouldn't exist because you're hearing guys who I can relate to. They were working a dead-end job. They were with somebody they didn't. They thought their life was over. Or they thought because they had kids, they couldn't pursue their life hobbies or pursue a passion and, and try to maybe, you know, just just make every day where it's not a grind, but why not? Pursue a passion, say in comedy, say in teaching, say in whatever you want to do, building cars, and just really go put all your eggs into that basket and just go for it. If you continue to work at it, essentially positive vibes, and, and it's not the secret, all right? Let's not go nuts. But essentially these guys, have I, I've watched them grow. And it's Sam Tripoli. You can find him on, on Twitter, at Sam Tripoli. He is a part of it. You could find Ari Shafir, which if you don't know who Ari Shafir is, he is one of the best comics right now in the world. He is amazing, and just I can't say enough about these guys. And then you got the Tweeb, Jason Tebow. So it's an awesome podcast as well, Punch Drunk Sports. Follow them on Twitter. And right, to- I mean, it's a huge inspiration for what we're doing. I mean, the sports comedy podcast at its finest. But really, we don't even look at it like comedy, and these guys, I mean, they're comedians, yeah, but it's no, really just a real-life conversation. Funny, we're funny by accident. These guys are actual comedians. Like, these dudes are, are pros. We're just we're just unintentionally jackasses that turned on some microphones, which is awesome. But without these guys, we would have never been like, hey. Let's grow some nuts and why, do it. Why can't we do this? So here we are. 73 episodes later, here we are. Yeah, and not for nothing, 73 episodes in, you, you know, Sam and I, we talked today, and, and frankly, he said something to me that if you've been following us, it's been our theme the whole time. We are not ESPN. We think ESPN is bullshit, you know? So if you like what we have to offer here, you're definitely going to like Punk, Punch Drunk Sports. It's essentially a podcast about everything under the roof of sports. They covered the UFC 202 fight. And had some awesome thoughts. Sam Tripoli was all really psyched that Connie Mack won. If you want to get into that, dive into that. PunchDrunkSports.com. It's awesome. You can find them on SoundCloud. And we can't say enough that we are proud to be the one Buffalo Bills podcast on their network. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So anything else? Again, guys, thank you. Follow them all. Sam Tripoli on Twitter. Ari Shafir and the team. So you can't Cheers. mess up. Check it out, punchrunksports.com. And thank you for all the support for everybody really following us and, and letting us know, hey, man, I uh, actually listened to your podcast. Really? Did you make it past the first five minutes? No, I've listened to like 20 episodes. What? You, you clearly must not have a life. <laughs> so thank you for stabbing out your eyeballs with us. Oh, yeah. Speaking of our podcast, let's cut to the damn chase here. That's right. Bills just well, got done playing the, playing the Washington team. Well, the Bills lost. <laughs> they lost. What are we going to do with this Rex, Ryan? Can we fire this guy? Can we just let this guy... What You know, him and his brother, they're just going to come in here 
And the the team is going to have to move to to London because of this. I, I can't believe they lost. If we had a soundboard on this podcast, I would have cut you off with like a sound effect, like at least ten seconds ago. Miss me with that shit, Dave. This is that part where I got lost. I kind of forgot. This is where Dave's doing the sarcastic fan and then just keeps doing the sarcastic fan. But no, seriously. All right, the Bills lost a preseason game. They sat a ton of their starters. They got a ton of injuries. They're playing it. They're playing it safe and letting some of these depth guys make a last run at the roster. Who gives a shit? Let's be honest here. The roof is not even on fire yet. You know what I find funny? You're playing in Washington, and the Washington turf is known to be a shithole where people get injured. So Rex holds out Kyle Williams, holds out the cornerbacks that we all know and love. Okay? He holds out all these guys. You know, Tyrod Taylor only plays two series. I mean, same with McCoy. And Yo, thank God he was only in there two series, though. Good, good Lord. <laughs> and what happens? Chris Grant comes out with a torn ACL on that turf from a cheap low hit. And that, that's, not an, that's not an injury the Bills want to deal with right now. That was, the one, that was one of the positions that was more or less locked up. You're seven- you know what I mean? You have Clay, you have Greg, probably Dre, uh, Jim Dre behind them. You got Annan kind of showing up a little bit, but Nick O'Leary was mentioned. But don't depend on him. Yeah, too much. right. I don't want to be surprised. Exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to have to count on those guys for anything. Truthfully, I mean, Annan shows shows some flashes here and there, and O'Leary. I mean, the, the nice thing I can say about O'Leary is he was really good in college. It's just not transitioning with that kid for me. I'm, I'm not seeing it. Right. You, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I? Am I? Am I missing it? Yeah, is, yeah. is O'Leary? Is O'Leary there? Is he worth looking at? They keep targeting O'Leary. I see Cardale Jones. It looked like in the second preseason game was really looking at O'Leary. It looked like they had a little chemistry. I saw a little twinkle in their eye back and forth and. You know, I don't know what happened after that, but it looked like some chemistry you development. You didn't see twinkles. I saw so many. I, I will say, can I can I go back to the tight end position in general with Greg? Because Rex Ryan... I don't know, some, can you? Yeah, Rex Ryan summed it up the best. He said Chris Gregg has essentially developed himself in such a gap from the rest of the pack below him. So what I'm saying here is you have your seventh-round draft pick from a few years back. He's finally really improved on his. He's blocking. doing a good job. Yeah. he's doing a really good job. His blocking was suspect. He's he's doing a lot better, and he has that speed to take it off. Try him in Madden. You know how I feel about that. Everything that's, I, that, that's the ultimate test. Try him in Madden. <laughs> see 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 if you can get a touchdown. Go ahead. I dare you. Try him in Madden. Yeah, so Tyrod Taylor only had two series. Yeah, I mean he got he got hit a couple of times and you Rex know, didn't like it. He to said be fair, I didn't expect that. To be fair, I wouldn't I would have sat him right down too. I mean, you know, he he threw what, five passes, completed two? Whatever. EJ Manuel came in after he kinda Okay, uh, not hold on, not whatever. What? I'm 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 being I'm being pissy for no reason. I mean, everyone wanted to see him you know, hit Sammy Watkins down the sideline for the bomb, but look at the way look at the way this Redskins Redskins? 
Washington team. Washington, yeah. Washington red guys, whatever. Um, That's racist. Yeah, I know. It's it's awful. They should change it. Oh, wait. We already did that podcast. Um, <laughs> they they were playing dirty out there. I don't, I don't care, man. We're going we're gonna to get all into that, I'm sure, before, yeah, before the end of this, but... I would have, you know, I, I, I wanted our starters out of there after after the first couple series. I said, all right, you know, we got these guys out here, just playing rough, man. Well, you t- typically Rex, you know, typically teams look at this third preseason game as all right. This is where we're going to keep our starters in into the third quarter. And if you were Washington, you did that, okay. But I will say, Rex Ryan don't give a flying shit what you do. He he's like I think we're ready now. I didn't want to see Tyrod Taylor getting hit. There was a miscommunication with uh, line adjustments up front. They shifted the opposite way, and you know Tyrod Taylor paid for it. So yeah, you're right. Sammy Watkins came out healthy, which by the way, Sammy Watkins is saying via BuffaloBills.com he is a hundred percent ready to go, which is good news, suckers, because as Bills fanatics reported. Way when the injury happened, hey, he'll be back by by camp. Don't even stress about it. And we got to watch the media storm do their thing, get negative. What do we do? Turns two first round draft picks. He's like, uh, Matt Stafford. He's made of glass. And uh, don't forget, Julio Jones was hurt the first few years of his career, and the kid is beasting out. He's gonna have a long career. You can't even hit these guys anyways unless you hit them in the knees. In a preseason game and tear their ACL, Chris Gregg. Chris Gregg, by the way, know you're listening. Really sorry for you, man. But yeah, keep man. Keep your head up, dude. Get, Do your thing. Get on that road to recovery, man. We know, and if you're keeping we know track, you're, uh, I think that's four back. ACLs for the Bills. Uh, I can't even count that high. I could be wrong. I, it's at least two. Don't reference me. Reggie Ragland, for sure. So... I'm going to diverge off of the stats. I have a rant. I'm kind of a little irritated right now. Oh, what's the matter, Dave? Well, take a while, guys. I thought last week on our last podcast we'd be rambling about refs, and that would be about it for the entire season. But Ed Hockey Lee, whatever the hell your issue is, I don't know who the fuck is paying you, but you are fucking blind. You can probably tell if the weight bench is going to hit you in the head, but you can't, again, see where to how you're driving, can't really look at a play objectively, and not for nothing, the Buffalo Bills had a player injury after four whistles, Jonathan Williams, the Bills' fifth-round draft pick, or was he fourth round? Fifth round. Yeah, see, I'm all pro. And he ends up getting hurt, and there's no flag. After the whistle, four whistles at least, and there's no flag, and the kid now has bruised ribs. And not for nothing, Sammy Watkins had this whole ribs thing going on a couple years ago, two in the preseason. And now we just caught caught Fatlos Williams. And now Jonathan Williams is showing a lot of promise, had a wonderful run. I mean, the kid's awesome. He's really showing a lot of promise. So what is the object of these refs if they can't see the players are still getting hurt, and they're not calling a game objectively. And I'm not saying that the refs are out to get the Bills in the preseason, but there were 13 penalties called in the first half between the two teams. Might have even been 16, but since I know so much, it was at least 13 penalties in the first half. 
That sounds exhausting. If I were them, I'd just stand out of the damn way and let these guys play some freaking football. I mean, maybe that's why I didn't get the job as a ref. I just assumed my resume got lost in the mail. Well, you don't have to really use a... You know when you go get a license, you have the the eye chart? Nope. Wouldn't know. I know you went a while, but you have one. I know. I I, I just did that. But you know the eye chart? I don't think they could read... The letter E. You know, they all start you, with E. You know what? To be fair, my eyesight is terrible when I take my glasses off. And when I went in there, the lady's like, ah, just for just for shits and giggles, take your glasses off. See if you can see if you can read the chart. So sliding down, get back on the line, squint a little bit. I nailed that. I nailed that test, and I'm I'm blind as shit. They really don't have much requirement. I don't, I don't know about any other states, but here in New York, there's... Their standard isn't very high for how well you need to see to drive. I don't know. You ever drive in Florida or LA? I, I feel like we no. got it good because in, no, in, in no. Florida, I, I've never left Rochester. You really haven't. You've gone to Buffalo. Have you ever gone to Canada? Yeah, I've been to Canada. Okay, you've gone out of the country. You're an international tra- world traveler here, and you could put world yeah. in there because it's definitely a different part of the world. It doesn't require you to say across a pond. Yeah, they don't wear bottoms at the strip club there. This is true. That's really all I remember besides winning a bunch of money at the casino. Canada was awesome. So these refs, what do you do with them? Last week we're, we're arguing about the catch rule. You don't want to know what I do with them. Honestly, I think you got to fire them. And my biggest issue with them is uh, there is no accountability. Obviously, you can't fire these guys. But last I check, if my job as a janitor is to clean toilets and mop the floor, or my job is in my profession is to finish and sand drywall and do a nice job so it's ready for paint, guess what? That's what I got to do. And when it doesn't happen correctly, I get a call. You know what happens when I keep getting those calls? I lose a contract. What happens after that? That means I'm sitting at home trying to find things to do and sell, first of all. Because I have nothing to pay my mortgage. These guys, they're so insulated like a fraternity. It's like, okay, you've put your time in. Look, we know you can do this in government and buy time and you shouldn't be in there that long. But last I checked and we railed on it before, why is being a ref the only thing that old people who cannot see Get to do. All right. Well, now, you, now you're bl- making generalizations. The there are several older refs, but not all refs are older. You got the, the female ref there. She's pretty young. Not for nothing. Where else in this world do you have a professional elite athlete, 22 of them on the field at the same time, And you have fat people that are out of shape trying to run with these guys. Now, Ed Hockley is in phenomenal shape. I don't know what his cardio is. I haven't seen him in a UFC fight. So I don't know. Okay? But I'll tell you, he probably has some heart. That said, I think he backs up his crew too much. I think he's awful. I've always thought he's awful. You're watching the first play in the second half, flag. What do you know? Flag. Like, I'm done with this. There's phantom calls on roughing the passer. Lorenzo Alexander, by the way, really fine surprise at 33 years old, brought in for special teams. Surprise! Yeah. 
brought in for special teams, and this guy is looking great. And not for nothing, he had a sack negated when he had a textbook tackle on the quarterback. Well, that's not a fine surprise. But no, we can't review these plays to look at this. Not for nothing. Why should the coaches even have to review it? Yeah, whose job is this? The, the referee fucks up, and it's it's up to the coach who's got to be calling plays and doing all this other shit. He's got these... He's got all these whiny linemen talking about they're hungry. Who knows what goes on on a sideline? I don't know what goes on on a sideline. It looks hectic as shit, though. Why are they? Why are they doing quality control on the referees? It, it, it seems like. I mean, I'm sure they got a guy who's like, oh, oh, hey, your job is look out for this and let coach know. But shit, you have guys in New York City. Who are supposed to be looking at this shit, right? Oh, dude, this gets that's what gets me so pissed off is the dude in New York. I don't know who that dude is, like whatever ex head of officiating, whatever. They always have this referee expert asshole on these games. And I don't mean asshole on any personal level, but I just get so mad when I hear that voice come on the TV, be like, well, I'm looking at it right now, and this call is crap. And then they cut back to the game and they're like after reviewing the play, the call on the field stands, and you're like, "How?" I'll, I'll, I'll tell you're you. Like the, you're like the expert guy. He just said what? what uh, and that gets me more frustrated than any like turnover or whatever in the game ever will. I'm mean, I'm just like you. You watched the same video I just watched, and you didn't see that this is some bullshit. Like. Sometimes it really just seems like they look out for each other's ego. It's like, you know, I don't want to make Bobby down, down Bobby the side judge look bad by, by saying that wasn't actually pass interference. You know, so, yo, screw Bobby the side judge. I want an objectively refereed game of football. Yeah, you're talking essentially Mike Carey from CBS Sports and, and- – you know, during the Super Bowl, he made a call that he disagreed with the NFL. Guess what? Mum's a word. You, you don't hear from him. You don't hear from him for the rest of the Super Bowl in the second half at all. He's like, I don't see <laughs> they how they sacked him, man. Here's what I think it is. You ready for it? I'm not going to get deep into politics, but since I'm saying I'm not going to get deep into politics, if you know anybody who says I'm not going to, they're going to, and I'm looking for a reason, but I'm not looking for a reason. Okay, blue don't cross blue, right? Cops on cops. Well, if the cops start calling out the bad cops, which in a perfect world, yeah, that's fine, but don't worry. Sketchy people are sketchy people, whether you're on team blue or team team whatever the hell you are. Okay? Point is is these guys don't wanna these guys don't even wanna rat each other, rat each other out. There needs to be a system of accountability. If Billy Bob sucks at his fucking job, Billy Bob needs to not do his fucking job. Who, Billy the side judge? Billy the side job. We should do blows. a video skit about Billy the side, the side judge Billy in traffic. The, Billy the blind bat. I don't know what it is, but really, there needs to be a system of accountability. Now, if you remember the whole replacement refs deal that went on, look, they really, uh, they, they really had an abortion of a call when you're looking at that Seattle Packers Hail Mary deal, okay? And 
we all remember that catch. Okay, it, that really ruined it for the replacement refs. But I'll be honest with you, I thought a lot of them were a lot more objective, and not for nothing. Guess what? They the the NFL couldn't get the top of the heap refs from say the SEC or the big power conferences because from Division One schools because guess what? They are the next in line underneath the NFL refs. It's like this whole. It's like this whole thing. It's like a fraternity. You have like different layers, and finally you get here. But what the NFL needs is accuracy. Again, my biggest issue with it is not only player safety, but as a Buffalo Bills fan, when you're in a division with cheaters consistently, yeah, Bill Burr and these other guys, they can defend the Patriots all they want. I love Bill Burr, but like, not for nothing, we're just smoke, there's fire. And if you're from the hood or you know anything about street smarts, guess what? something's fucking up, and I ain't buying it. So, not for nothing, get your ass, your ear to the ground and start listening. And when the Bills are out of the playoffs for 16 years and you have cheaters on the other side of you, consistently, along with, oh, by the way, coaching changes after coaching changes after coaching changes. And keep in mind, every team has calls blown from refs, but you have a multi-billion dollar business here, and it's run on the field by people who are extremely underqualified. Well, they have the experience. Guess fucking what? We have cameras now. And the NFL can afford to put 360 of them symmetrically around the playing field. I don't want to hear it. All these players could be wearing GoPros, and the ball could have a goddamn sensor in the thing, and you could find it out and get whatever angle you need. I don't want to hear it. These guys are, should be obsolete. You want to make this right? Let's make it right. So that's all that leaves me is the street smart side. Why the fuck are these guys still here? And they suck. You can't draft anybody cutting edge from the SEC that's young because they're going to be stepping on someone's toes, and that's not a good look. That is not a good look. I'm sick of this bullshit. I'm sick of being a fan of a sport that I look forward to this all the time for seven months because you're a Bills fan. Guess what? What's happening next year? I don't want to talk draft draft after eight games. I'm sick of that. Right. Well, you're not the only one, dog. I mean, we ran a we ran a poll on Twitter this week, and the question was, how bad was the officiating for Buffalo versus Washington? The answers were terrible, awful, horrible, and shameful. And shameful won by a long shot with with a whopping fifty five percent. Second goes to terrible with 22% of the vote. So, uh, needless to say, Ed Hockley and company, you guys suck. Accountability. Bad at your job. And their boss was in the house. Yeah, so Dean Blandino, the head of officiating, happened to be at the game. Now, if you ever go to... Now, I don't want to blame him for the same reason I don't think we should blame Rex for Marcel Darius smoking dope or whatever, you know? You can't, you can't blame him that, that the guys that work for him are, are, are fucking no, up. No, here, here's the here's problem I got with Dean Blandino, okay? At the end of the season... What's he going to do about it? What's he going to do about it? Because at the end of the season, last year, John Murphy really harped on this one. If you don't know John Murphy, John Murphy is the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills, or he's a color guy. He's one of the two. He's play-by-play. Okay, I don't know the proper technical term. I, I, I think those are expert. interchangeable. Cheer. Cheer. Whatever. So 
John Murphy is a great show. 12 to 3, WGR 550 out of Buffalo. You can also find him on iTunes as well. They put all the podcasts up with Donald Jones, by the way. Shout out to Donald Jones. Um, great athlete. Unfortunately, he had to retire from football, but shout out to Donald Jones. Really nice guy. Um, he's also his co-host now. So John Murphy, him and I, we're all in lockstep with this guy because he calls it how it is. I love that, Russ Brandon. Yeah, you know, we're as a franchise just in lockstep. You know, me, Rex, and Wales, we are just in, and you know the Bagulas, we're just in lockstep, and we're in this to make the Buffalo Bills. Let me tell you something about the season ticket. The, the fans are so good. Look, we're talking John Murphy here, a guy who sees every Buffalo Bills game. And he's saying, hey, these guys got to get it right. They got to get it right. And when you have support like that going around and everybody's flipping tables and chairs and people's jobs are getting lost, something needs to happen. Because at the end of the day, when your team goes 8-8 eight and eight, and there's clearly a couple things that didn't go your way, and yes, the ball bounces and whatever, but... I'm sorry, no matter what happens, you can't account. You shouldn't have to account for bad refs. It, it, it should be a, a thing that's solved, get people in there to do an adequate job, and not for nothing. Dean Blandino, here's a problem I have with Dean Blandino, and where, where John really harped is Goodell was going to have a full-fledged review of this catch thing, Okay. They're going to hire a team of guys to to figure out this catch. Next thing you know, Dean Blandino comes out with a new interpretation of the rule. Not necessarily, I should say, new interpretation, but essentially new words so it's more understandable, okay? So that we can buy the bullshit hook, line, and sinker, and they're still getting it wrong. Now, the Bills are covered. The wide receivers coach, Sanjay Lau, was on the John Murphy show, and he mentioned last week that we actually train our guys to finish the entire process. We are overkill training them, essentially. Plan on having that ball. You might as well just hand that to the ref. Don't do anything. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the best, that's the best policy, though. Right. So, Dean Blandino... All I'm seeing here is the chief covering up for his guys. And again, it's a bunch of shit. Let's move on. Let's just get it right. Can we just get it right and not make excuses? Can we have accountability? Because nobody in the league is psyched about it. Even Robert Woods, he gets tackled. Tyrod Taylor definitely on a side note. Seems like he's trying to throw the throw the doubters wrong by, by throwing the ball down the middle for touchdowns lately. And Robert Woods would have had a touchdown, but... If you caught the ball, obviously, right. I feel like that ball might have still been catchable, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say shit. He was getting tackled, which was crap. Where, where's our flags at? Where's our flags at? You ever see the NFL Twitter account? Yeah, it's like the worst thing ever. They posted a video of Brock Osweiler. This is what Brock Osweiler does, and he goes X for X for X amount of yards. Oh, yeah, no, he had a great game the other day. Oh, he had a great game like a week ago. I don't know what happened the other day, but I know a week ago they're showing highlights, and not for nothing, his passes are pretty inaccurate. You want to talk about Fitzpatrick, classic E.J. Manuel throwing balls? Like, 
I was not impressed for seventy something million dollars. So feel lucky oh, well, no, that Tyrod Taylor him. is your quarterback. Oh, I do. I like Tyrod. So I'm these pumped. guys are these guys are numbskulls though on that account. So they show the Washington team and put something along the lines. They show the clip denied, and Robert Woods replies, "Pass interference." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean you can't. You can't mess with it, man. It is what it is. It's hard to catch the ball when you're getting tackled before it gets there, you know? You got anything else on these refs besides learn how to see and how how can we follow them? Can we follow them driving? You know can what we, I got I for these see their refs. Dri- I told you already. I want to see their driving record. See what the hell's Get up with them. your shit together. Who stood out to you in this game? Well, I've been a big Walt Powell fan through this preseason. Another nice game out of him. Looked good on punt returns. Broke off like a nice 36-yard return. Had five catches for 55 yards. I think that dude locked up his roster spot. He's got to make the team. I'm going to knock on wood real quick. Just because, you know what I mean, One (laughs) apparently you're one low tackle away from getting knocked out for the year. But, you know, you can't hit these guys high. So, it, you know, that Greg thing, I don't know, that bothers me. Do you think it bothers you? It bo- Something about it bothers me. I think it's just we lost a good player for the year. But um, I don't know. Who else did you like the other night? Well, uh, a weird guy. I can't believe I'm even mentioning this before EJ Manuel, but Boom Heron, once he touched the ball, the, the the running back, once he once he got the ball in his hands, he had forty nine receiving yards on five catches. Yeah, no, he looked he looked crazy good in the short passing game, man. Yeah, like, he, his first step was like crazy. Like, like if like you're he gonna, caught turned, you know, you know, I was up until this week, I didn't see anything out of Boom Heron that looked promising to me. I was I was all for the cut Boom Heron. But now I see where he might be a useful weapon. I don't know. I don't see it. I like Gilsley I mean, again, way better. I, I can't well, wait for Gilsley yeah. to, to, yeah, to but, play. I think Boom's out, man. Well. He can't run the ball. That's the thing. Is like a running back needs to be able to run the ball. Reggie Bush, all the critics out there, you know, coming out of USC – Saying he can't be an every down running back. Well, guess what? The well, Saints didn't use him as one, and then he went the thing, to Miami. That's the problem with preseason, and he though. did it. You got a bunch of you got a bunch of guys who are trying to get around an edge, and you know we we had some bottom of the barrel linemen out there. You know, the first team defense showed like the first team guys that they had out there. Actually, I thought did pretty well, and. Let's keep in mind the Redskins didn't score until the the Bills had their second and third string guys in there. I believe some people were even saying all third string guys, but there's only X amount of guys on the roster. So, yeah, thirty seven of them should get cut. Oh wait, they will. Right. So the defense again looked promising. Um, before we, I want to hit Brandon Spikes to to close, but I really want to get to EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel. Yo, he played way better than the stat sheet says he did. He went 21 to 39, but I don't think that tells the whole story. Here's what I see from EJ Manuel. If you know anything about EJ Manuel, 
he is a, a super nice human being, and he has measurables, and, and he is actually very bright, but his accuracy has been an issue. Now, the biggest thing that any quarterback's coach mentions with accuracy, and if you see an off-thrown ball immediately on the replay, look at the quarterback's footwork. I don't know shit about shit, all right? But I will tell you, footwork makes a lot. Not a lot of guys can Brett Favre the ball. That said, Brett Favre did a lot of things that you, you shouldn't do as a quarterback. Very unorthodox. And you can go through Tebow throwing motions, Philip River throwing motions, whatever. Peyton Manning throwing a wounded duck. Does the ball get there when you want it to get there? Because E.J. Manuel, his accuracy looks awesome. He had a bunch of drops this last game, but he looks poised. And one thing I noticed with him, and yes, it is only preseason, but guys, you got Mike Florio, the idiot on Pro Football Talk, talking shit like, oh, the, the 49ers are showcasing Kaepernick. Guess what? If you're showcasing Kaepernick, you're going to play him more than six times. The Buffalo Bills were showcasing EJ Manuel. They had to be. You want this guy, if you got injuries, say, hint Dallas. Because the kid, as his quarterback's coach, David Lee, is saying, and is a legendary quarterback's coach, solid across the board, has worked with the Mannings, he has said EJ is right ready to go. He is just blossoming, blossoming right now. And not for nothing, we are seeing the progression in front of our eyes. I never thought I would see E.J. Manuel throw the ball as well as he did. Now, he had an off throw, and I had to hit up my buddy Eric Turner. Eric, what would you think about this, My our friend from Cover 1? He goes, honestly, that was good placement. Guy should have caught the ball. I was like, okay. I thought he threw it a little low. He goes, no, no, no. That was where he wanted to. Because I thought E.J. stepped away from the throw, kind of a little bit to his left, throwing to his right. So immediately, again, we're laser-focused in. What do you think about EJ? I think he's one of the better backups in the league. I think if, again, if like you said, you, you mentioned Dallas, if you're a team that really needs a quarterback, in a pinch, he'll plug that hole till you, till you, you know, get you through the draft. But ideally, if, I mean, they didn't pick up EJ's option this year. I wouldn't hate it if he stuck around, though. If he doesn't, I mean that's the business of football, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be too heartbroken about it. But as backup quarterbacks go, I'll take it. He's not a diamond diamond dozen guy. He is a wonderful, a wonderful human being. He's got right, the intangibles that you want to represent your company. And I do feel he, you know, he got drafted a little bit high and thrown thrown into a starting position right away, put way too much pressure on the kid way too early. You gotta let some of these guys simmer, man. You gotta let them develop. Again, I think in, in Buffalo And again, my, my my perfect example, Tyrod Taylor. Four mm-hmm. years behind Joe Flacco, shows up and oh my God. It's the best quarterback we've had since Jim Kelly. And we've had mad quarterbacks since Jim Kelly. So I mean that's Tyrod Taylor being better than a lot of guys. Think about it. We've railed on it before. I say it all the time. The media, since Joe Namath came in the league, tore it up his rookie year, the media wants an instant starter. And I really think that there's a lot more to football than the quarterback position. Now, everybody wants to say the quarterback makes everything. Yes, it is a passing true. league. That's what they say. It is a passing league. But at the same time, let's really take an objective look. You had Peyton Manning throwing touchdowns out of his mind, but 
you're not going to make it through the playoffs unless you have a pretty complete team, not for nothing. And if nah. it isn't the greatest show on turf, I don't want to hear about it. The Bills, four years, they had a wonderful defense. The, you know, the, the Patriots, the year they won, they actually had a good defense, even though they should have lost. Don't even want to talk about that. The Seattle Seahawks, they were running the ball well. The, the Broncos this year, they ran the ball. This past year, they ran the ball wonderful. They had a, the, the, one of the best defense defenses ever. And by the way, son of bum, Wade Phillips, love that guy, man. So glad to see Wade Phillips finally get a ring. That guy is so underappreciated. He wins everywhere he goes. Yeah, no, he was one of the only Bills head coaches that I was ever like, yeah, he could have stayed. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's what I thought. I liked, I liked him, and I liked Chan okay, but... Chan, I didn't think, had enough time. I could be nuts, but next thing you know, here's the Jets. Franchise quarterback, touchdown records, broken. Yeah, and now we're getting into off-season topics, though. This is this is shit we should have been talking about two months ago. Oh, wait, we already did, so... Yeah, yeah. So well, no, no, we've, yeah we've, we've, we've been there. So, next up on the list, again, EJ Manuel, great job, um... Really happy to see how how he's doing. Yeah, no, he try to be objective when you watch him. Try he not looks to a lot more him. comfortable back there than he did when he first came into the league. Right. So next up on the board, lastly, Brandon Spikes. Yeah. What's your take with Brandon Spikes? I think he's as as they keep saying on the TV. I don't know. He's kicking that rust off. Okay. Yeah. No. He's he's coming around. I think I think we got a nice, fresh, healthy player who's glad to be back and is going to make the most of the opportunity. I like him. Rex likes him. Does Dave like him? Do you like him? What do you think? Brandon I'm, Brandon Spikes is somebody. I, I, I really, was legitimately excited when they re-signed him. Same here. And why? Because he showed showed me love on Twitter one time. Like <laughs> whatever. It doesn't. That's take- all that matters. It Stats are secondary. What's up with Twitter? It doesn't take much. And not for nothing, Brandon Spikes was a guy that you did not want to play against. When he was on the Patriots, you hated him. You know, cheap shot of Fitz a little bit. Late shot on Chandler here and there. You know, Yo, you so- know what he is? He's like the... he. And, you know, I, I don't mean this as any disrespect. He's like the poor man's Ray Lewis. He's that guy who will come in and get your, get your guys all fired. I'm not saying his actual play, but I'm saying in the locker room, on the sidelines, on the field. He's that guy who's going to come out and get your squad pumped. And not for nothing, Rex praised him saying, look, this guy is respected by the players, and he is a blossoming influence, essentially. That's what I'm saying, right? That's what we need, some positive vibes. He's making waves in the locker room, and he just keeps doing his thing. And keep in mind, he came in lighter. And he actually, I think he might be on a vegan diet. I heard him reference something about that. I have no idea. Okay, again, you didn't hear it here. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't hear that, but... But he looked good. Spikes' his natural reaction against the run, his instinct is so good. And I'll tell you, he's like 70 80% of that, he said in his interview with Chris Brown on BuffaloBills.com, he's like, that, that that's mental and instinct. He goes, 20% of it is film study. And if there was one thing Brandon Spikes is known about, it's stopping a run. And not for nothing, Brandon well, that's Spikes his MO, is... Man rushing the passer too in this past game. I like where they lined him up. They lined him up in a few different spots. And hey man, this kid is grateful. I love the Buffalo Bills for giving 
chance on these guys. The Bills used to be really safe and always wanted to do the right PR move. We want the right guys, super squeaky clean record. Nah, I want guys willing to play. I want the dope smokers. I want the guys who, who cares? They're, I want the guys who want redemption. Richie Incognito was a steal. Look at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Brandon Spikes, he got a DWI. He already served a suspension last year being, being a free agent. This kid is hungry. Yeah, yeah, just to chime back in, yeah, three weeks ago, Mike Rodak, ESPN, reported Brandon Spikes is vegan. Really? Yeah, he, he changed to a vegan lifestyle after his uh, hit-and-run incident there. Decided to just change his whole life for the better, I guess. I mean, if that's your idea. For you know what better. I love about Brandon Spikes? He had an interview with uh, John Murphy on the John Murphy Show. And he said, he goes, look, I'm going to make mistakes again. My mom tells me, used to tell me leaving the, leaving the house, go make some mistakes. Because without mistakes, we don't learn from it. And it's like yeah. the same thing. I don't even get what the hell that chat is today. I, I don't know. It's written on the board in circle. I thought it was important. There's an oh yeah in a circle. And a blame game in the circle. Oh, no, you played the and blame game with yeah, it. Yeah, in the circle. Yeah. And you keep chanting. Brandon Spikes is bringing to the table nice things. And, and the fact that he's honest, like, look, I'm going to make mistakes. It's life. To me, that's that's really cool. It's not the pe- It's not the perfect line. It's not the company line. And I like guys with character. And you could take that where you want it with the Colin Kaepernick situation, which I'm not even touching. I don't give a shit that much. So I will tell you this. Brandon Spikes talking really nicely about Preston Brown, which is kind of cool because Preston Brown was mentored by Brandon Spikes under the Jim Schwartz defense, and and Preston Brown was a rookie. Now the ties are turned where Brandon Spikes is like, look, Preston Brown show, man, sky is the limit for Preston Brown. And guess what? Rob Ryan has said essentially the same thing. Preston Brown can be as good as he wants to be. And it's great to see a vet respected like that in the locker room coming back and Brandon Spikes. And after the season of last year of not buying in, et cetera, et cetera, let's fucking go. Let's call it how it is. I can't wait for the season. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's it, man. I guess we're, we're done, done here. Um, make sure you check us out Wednesday night at seven at uh, facebook.com slash BillsFanaticsBF. We'll be on Bills Fanatics Network doing our live show. You can come on, you can comment. Um, we also have our website, numbillsfan.com, where you can find all our past episodes and a lot of other great content. You can find a link to our boy, Eric Turner, over at cover1.net. If you want to catch some film breakdowns, learn a little bit about the game of football, and also uh, make sure you check our partners over at punchdrunksports.com. Um, they do a great podcast, a general sports podcast. Any, anything goes, really. It, and let me tell you, man, it is fucking funny. You'll laugh your ass off. It's also good takes, so I mean, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, what, it's what we do here, which is no bullshit. Let's get to the fucking point. Excuse my French. Don't care. Uh, and, and let's just do it. Let's riff on sports, and that's what they do. If you, if you want to know about Nick Diaz and Conor McGregor, podcast about 202 UFC, I mean... Awesome, and awesome, and and then they have like a a fake a fake Nate Diaz calling. It's pretty hilarious. So 
Check it out, punchdrunksports.com. And again, it's like a dream come true to work with these guys. I mean, yeah, we'll have a lot more, a lot more, a lot more details, details on that coming soon. at you. So, uh, again, check us out on Facebook Live this Wednesday at seven. We'll be talking Bills, Lions, and anything else you might think of. Uh, I'm Adam here with Dave. We're Numb Bills fan. We're out. Check us out, numbillsfan.com. I am numbillsfan on Twitter. We have numbillsfan podcasts on Instagram and numbillsfan on Facebook. Please shoot us a follow. Yeah. Check out the network. Check out punchrucksports.com. Check out Bills Fanatics. You're one stop shop right, Bills super info. Redundant. I guess we're just going to run on Stay numb. Until, uh, it's uh, Dave and Adam. I want to talk over you again. Stay numb. Numbillsfan.com. Yeah.